Following content is brought to you by Mind Initiative Incorporated. The opinions expressed in the following conversation are of the hosts and do not in any way represent the opinions of Mind Initiative as a whole. Some themes in this series may be distressing or triggering for some listeners, and so viewer discretion is advised. If any of the content does trigger uncomfortable feelings or cause distress, we encourage you to reach out to us via our Facebook page or seek further support from beyondblue.org or contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 for 24-7 over-the-phone support. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we all stand, and we extend our respect to the elders, both past and present. Hi everyone, my name's William Fletcher. Hi everyone, I'm Jason. I'm Claire. And this is uh, the, the Mind to Mind podcast where we talk about a wide range of topics about psychology and how to stay on top of your mental health. So tonight we are talking about anxiety. Ooh, everybody loves anxiety. It's such a great mm. part of life. Yeah, um, yeah, anxiety, anxiety can really suck um, from from like experience. I I, I do have a feeling that um, mostly everybody knows what anxiety is like. It's basically the fear of not knowing what's going to happen in a situation. um, Psychologists like to separate um, separate anxiety from general fear, like fear of fear of harm, fear of um, known dangers while anxiety is kind of like fear of the unknown and I have been put into certain situations in like the past where I had to like do like a really demanding task or like present a presentation do do an assignment sometimes that an assignment that lasts for more than one day and and I just remember that when I was feeling this anxiety about a certain thing, there really wasn't much of anything that my brain could do to logic my way out of it. The only thing that I had to do was to face the anxiety head on and just soldier through the situation. And I usually came out the other side um, better, stronger, and with more experiences. So that's um, one of my experiences with the uh condition so so what about you jason well i was gonna actually ask you because you were saying you're going to do a presentation and everything else and anxiety you, you mentioned is the fear of the unknown did you figure out what your anxiety was about after i would say probably judgment like the anxiety that i would say something that would be embarrassing or say something that people would take the wrong way or say something that um, might have offended somebody when deep down I knew I wasn't going to say stuff like that but those are kind of those little demons in the mind keep on telling you otherwise so things like that yeah you're focusing on other people and the way how they're going to react rather than the information you're trying to put out to them mm. my anxiety is more around um do I pick the right path in life? Am I doing the right things? Um, and sometimes it can be really heightened. Um, like right now I'm enrolling in uni. Um, 
And I keep going backwards and forwards about do I want to spend 50 grand on a uni course? Do I not want to do it? Do I just want to stay in my current career? Do I not want to stay in my current career? And there's a million questions going around in my head and there's no real right answer. But for me, um, that feels like it has to be. So there's a heightened sense of am I going to do the wrong thing and, and waste a lot of time and, and have a lot of regret taking this course of action. So that's that's where my anxiety comes from. I actually do relate to that a lot because I actually felt that a lot quite constantly when I was studying film school at a, a school in Brisbane called JMC. And about halfway through my my film course, I was like thinking, am I, yeah, am I on the right path? Um, am I making the right decision with my life? Because this is going to be a long-term decision. If I go down this road, this is going to be a career that will probably take up most of my life. And I was con- constantly kind of thinking in my mind, like maybe I should have gone down the path of science. Like maybe I should have done like science study or done biology or done something like that. But the more I got to the end of my film course, the more comfortable I felt in that position. And I really felt like um, I really was starting to enjoy it. And now after quite a few years since I graduated, I don't even want to be a scientist anymore. I just want to be in like the world of filmmaking and stuff like that. So now looking back on it, I think I did go down the right path. And I just feel like, life for everybody is like a journey and we all have those moments where we feel like have we made the right decision but every every journey has its has its own pros and cons to everything so like there's no perfect path there's always going to be certain problems and hiccups in the road but you look back and you say well maybe it was all worth it in the end i think university is a big one because even I'm 26 going on 27 and I didn't start university until I was 24. And I find I get a lot of comments like, oh, you're still in school. And I'm like, and it's crazy because so many of, you know, my family members included have gone back to to do studies in their fifties and even sixties, like masters and even like bachelors to further their careers. And yet I feel like I get these comments all the time and it doesn't really bother me because I know that if I were, were to have started university younger, I wouldn't have taken it as seriously. I probably would have dropped out when I started to see stats and things like that. I would have just, you know, not been interested and and would have just flunked out. And now that I'm a little bit, I'm not older, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm Once you reach your mid-20s, you feel like you're more of an adult and I, I was more ready for it. But there's definitely like those social pressures and you know, also that feeling as well, Jason, of, you know, I'm going to be at school for like six to seven years and it's a long time and it's a lot of money and I looked at how much my master's is going to cost me and I almost had a heart attack (laughs) and I thought, wow, like, you know, what happens if I get to the end of this and it's not what I want? Am I going to regret this? But you know what? The The best saying is time is going to pass anyways. Whether you do it or you don't do it, the time is going to pass. We're going to be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. So with studying. Yeah, kind of my philosophy when I was studying at film school is that 
well, at least I'm actually getting up in the morning and going somewhere and doing something they have a passion about. Like, at least I'm not, you know, like doing nothing. I'm not just, you know, sitting in my house playing video games all day, every day and not really doing anything productive. You know, at least I'm actually, I'm actually working towards something. So that's what got me towards the end of, um, of, of the course, basically. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think with school, uh, I mean, I don't believe in the way that like formal education is in a lot of ways because there's so many things I study at uni and I think when will I ever use this? And I think a lot of it's just money making, but at the same time, a lot of the things I study have tested my capability and have made me so proud of myself. And that anxiety that I've had for exams or for, you know, finishing an assignment that I thought that I couldn't achieve and then sometimes even achieving marks I just didn't think were possible has just given me a confidence in myself that you can't, it's it's really hard to achieve that any other way. And unfortunately that, that fear and anxiety means that you actually care. Sometimes there is an element of anxiety, healthy, healthy amounts of anxiety that, um, that show that you actually really care about something. Um, and sometimes when life is too calm, you actually make stress. Um, I know I'm someone that does that a lot. When things are too easy, I start to, you know, the littlest things will stress me out. And that tells me that my life hasn't been challenging enough. And it's time to start, you know, whether it's going to the gym more or doing something mentally challenging to, to re-regulate myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because like only a few years ago, I would often like avoid situations that made me feel anxious. But but I've but, but I've felt that like, um, of course, like we're not gonna willfully put ourselves into extremely dangerous situations. But like, if you're like going to do like a presentation or going to do like a task, and you feel a certain anxiety about it, that's usually good because if you go towards that, you realize you're going towards something that's going to make you grow as a person. I mean, it. it, it if you're not doing things that don't make you feel like the, the tiniest bit anxious, it's probably a sign that you're probably taking the easy route instead of, yeah, finding new challenges. Like, of course, like when you first learn, like, like um, first learn like how to drive, I mean, like, of course you're going to feel anxious because you are actually putting yourself into a situation where there are dangers and yeah, yeah there, there are dangers of crashing or driving off the road. But of course, your your reasonable mind kicks in and just tells you, well, these are the rules that you've got to follow. These are the parameters. And as long as you follow these rules, you'll, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. As long as it's safe. I mean, anxiety yeah. can itself get out of control. You can yeah. start to feel like your heart's crushing you. You can have pressure in your head. You can, you know, be afraid of turning the doorknob to even walk outside. Mm-hmm. So when it gets to that kind of point and that you can feel like it's spiraling out of control, you need to seek help and get mm-hmm. help. And, you know, you can have anxiety about getting help, which is perfectly fine. Um, mm-hmm. Just make sure that you're finding help in a way yeah. that doesn't make you feel anxious. So mm-hmm. whether that's through an online session, whether it's through sane forums or chats or something like that, um, you don't necessarily have to go to a doctor's to to start seeking help but you might get re- a recommendation in the end that you have to yeah i guess i guess one more thing that um i've learned has caused me anxiety is when i 
um, I'm in like a certain place or like join a certain group of people that I feel like after a bit of time I don't belong with and realize it's very difficult to get out of that group. So like um, I, I felt that a couple of times when I've gone to like certain churches and I feel like maybe, maybe I, this is not for me, but every church I've been to has, has been fine with me, you know, quitting and not going back there anymore, I guess. But, but there are certain groups of people out there that, that, that don't do that. And those are the, the groups that bring me anxiety. What do you mean? Oh, just like. That don't let you quit or don't let you, uh, or groups that just quit and keep jumping from one thing to another. Basically groups that don't let you leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a, the dude that invented the saying, you only live once, which goes back to the 60s. Um <laughs> He's, I was listening to a podcast where they spoke to him recently and it was about um, when he said you only live once. For him, it was about commitment. You only live once, then marry the one that you love. Don't stop yeah. jumping around and looking at a million people. You only live once, so commit to where you live and make it the best that way you can live. Stop selling and changing house every couple of years trying to get the biggest and best one that comes along. Um, and there's something in that um, about finding something that you want to commit to and committing to it. Like when for previous generations and not that now, you would commit to knitting or or some sort of hobby or something like that, whereas now we seem to jump from one thing to the next thing um, and we can't actually tie down what we're committing to. We're always looking for the next partner or the next house or the next travel adventure or the next job. Mm, yeah. Um, and I wonder if that actually leads us to a path of never actually thinking about what we want to commit to and that giving us the sense of grounding that we need to help um, work with our anxiety. Mm. Completely agree. Yeah. yeah um, I've been approached by certain people in the past few years saying that, you know, there's always career changes. Like uh, um, if you don't like your, your career, you can always opportunities that come along where you can change change your career path but the thing is that like i kind of enjoy what i'm doing right now so i feel like if you find something that you're really passionate about and you commit for it um for several years you will find that it's going to be very um rewarding like if you um i mean like if you're doing like a job and you like leave after like six months i mean like you're going to miss out on what might come your way several years down down the track if you stick with that that career choice or or company but but at the same time if you're not enjoying it and it's causing you like distress like real distress then then maybe you should find something else because i mean like you shouldn't be working a job that you hate for like a long term you should just be focusing on what you naturally love i think being very i think being highly skilled at something gives us confidence and like what you're both saying there was a time when people could knit there was a time when people you know they they had their skills 
and they did them to the best of their ability and they mastered those skills. And now that we live in this social media generation, people want to be doing everything at once and it's just not possible. And so what happens is people aren't, they don't have skills anymore and people are looking outwardly into like whether it's being better looking or, or like posting certain photos on social media or, you know, having prestigious, like whatever, whatever it is, I know this person, I know that person or whatever people do to, to get some level of confidence. Whereas in past times you find that people's confidence was more from, from, you know, having those skills and committing to things and becoming very good at those things, even relationships like confidence in committing to that one person having a you know putting all your energy and effort into that one person or your effort and energy into that one job or that one career rather than chopping and changing all the time I guess like you said Will there is a benefit if you're miserable in your job or you've gone down a study path and then you've started to get into that career and you hate it there is a point in leaving but there is a place for discipline and also committing to something. Um, otherwise, you are going to be anxious if you are jumping around all the time. You're going to feel like you don't have a direction um, and it just gets harder and harder as life goes on. Yeah, as a, it's just how yeah, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, final thoughts yeah so um i guess so yeah i have learned from anxiety um of how anxiety can be can be good to use it as kind of like a fuel to like to help you carry on and it's kind of like a sign of showing that you're taking risks but of course you don't want to um go towards the the extremely distressing anxiety that causes panic attacks with because that um, that's not healthy. That's a sign that you are being overstressed, um, kind of like being stretched thin. But um, about the whole um, jumping around careers, so I haven't really done that yet. I've been very focused on just trying to find work in like the film industry and helping helping friend well helping a friend with their indie company. But like I. Um, there have been many times where I felt anxious about certain things, but now I just kind of accept that the anxiety is not really going to go away. And I just kind of accept it and kind of just make room for it. And sometimes I, it, 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 I use it to, to my benefit because it helps me, you know, like, like stay alert and stay and stay on, stay on the job. But, yeah, anxiety is definitely a very wide and complex subject that a lot of people have different opinions about, but that's just my experience. And I guess all that I can say is that don't try and think up ways to try and, like, get rid of it, like, on your own because it's tricky. There are, like, anxiety medications that, like, that you can take but the best thing about anxiety is just to sit down and talk to somebody about how about what's making you um you anxious and someone who you can find some common ground with about about it so yeah that's what i have to think awesome yeah mm -hmm. i mean when you're feeling really anxious you you've got to have to ask yourself are you in danger and if you're not in danger why are you feeling so anxious
yeah, I mean, like, I guess the, the anxiety is is to keep us out of danger. But, like, in, like, today's world, real danger is now just being, being replaced with just, you know, the fear of public speaking or the fear of failing a test. And those aren't exactly dangerous situations that are going to, like, threaten your life. It's just situations that might have a negative emotional outcome that you that, that you that you will recover from but in that in that moment your brain is kind of like treating that as like the same way as like being being hurt or being injured or being in in potential danger well anxiety is stemming from childhood trauma most of the time it's it's reliving trauma or situations that happened to us as children, whether that's feeling stressed as a child, um, you know, there's, there's so many, maybe it was hard for you to make friends or you had family problems or something that happened as a child, situations that arose. And then as an adult, we perceive things that may not be threatening as dangerous because they trigger that traumatic response that we had as a child. That's yeah. much wired into our nervous system. Um, whether that's a fight or flight response, which is very common, or you know, just feeling frozen and not knowing how to react. Um, yes. It's like you may be saying in circumstances where you feel like you don't belong. Like I understand that feeling where you're like, I just don't feel like this is the place that I need to be. Or, you know, my my reaction in that circumstance is a, as a bit of a people pleaser. I would try to, like, stick it out or make it work, <laughs> even though I know it's not serving me because my anxiety is telling me, like, that's what I need to do. Maybe because when I was at, I remember in school, when I was in primary school, I had a big problem making friends. Uh, now I make friends very easily, but... Yeah, and I think it, I had a lot of people-pleasing mechanisms. And so even now I find it because I make friends easily, I have a problem saying no to people. And um, it leaves me very anxious, declining social situations. Or if I if I say yes to something and I'm out with people and I'm like, this is just, these aren't my people, I don't want to be here. Um, I find it really hard to remove myself from those situations. Um, I guess that is all a form of anxiety, right? Um, and yeah, it's a very complex topic because at the time, you know, you don't, why are you like, why do I feel like this? Why do I care so much about this? And it is probably coming from deep-seated uh, things that happened when we were younger for a lot of us. So Just um, trying to have that traumatic situation happen again. Yeah, well, it's perceived trauma, right? So, like you said, anxiety stems from is a good thing initially because it's it was for us to run away from like wild animals and like actually dangerous situations. You know, you know the other the actually yesterday it reminded me of I went to a football game first one I've been to in about nine years, by the way, um, and the train had come. We were catching the train to Campbelltown, which was quite far away from me in the city. And the train was there and we were like still at the ticket thing and we had to like run down the stairs and I was wearing like slides, which I can't really run downstairs in. And so I immediately took them off and I started running and and I, I don't run or, or anything. And 
I, I just surprised myself that I managed to run that quick and, and think I was like, okay, I can't do those stairs and my shoes got to take them off. And I thought that's, that's me perceiving if we miss this train, we miss the game because the next train's not going to come for like another half an hour or something. So I guess in a way that little bit of anxiety that I had made me react in a good, in a positive way. Um, yeah. But like you said, there's times when it can be healthy. There's times when that anxiety is like some minuscule thing. Like for me, it might be I'm anxious to call someone they need to call. Like I'm anxious to make an appointment and I'm like, why am I anxious to make this appointment? Like, why am I anxious to call my dentist? Like what's, yeah. wrong, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, why am I anxious to go downstairs and get a coffee? Like what's, what's going on? There's something yeah, like, going on. Yeah, like um like what's the problem? Like what's um what's the actual trigger? And it's just it it's frustrating because um a lot of the time you don't know why that there's anxiety. But yeah, um I do I, I relate to that. I do agree with that. But um I don't really have much else to say. Yeah. I think I've said everything. I mean, yeah. And the other thing is make sure you talk to your friends and your family. Like if you, if you're feeling like you can't go and grab a coffee, um, you don't have to run off to the doctor or something like it. Call your mum, call your friends. Hey, I'm not feeling good at the moment. Yeah. Come out and take me for a coffee and that will make me feel better. I actually put that in the conversation about what will actually make you feel better. Say it out loud. Um, because then you're actually owning the resolution and you're the expert in your own anxiety. So, you know, put it out there on how you're going to fix it as well. Yeah. Any, what do you want to say before we log off? Me? Um, just saying that if you are in any form of distress or crisis, just call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or um, type, type something up on SANE forums and they'll be able to help you. And just remember that these people are always there for you and there's always support and help available. So, yeah, that's all I really have to say. Awesome. See you next week. All right, see you. See you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. All right, bye. Bye. bye.